<laughs> I'm Fantasy Horse, and I can make all your fantasies come true. Fantasy Horse? Yes. I'd like my wife Erin and I to sound really good in the next episode of our podcast, and I want the host Steven to sound really bad. Oh, again? All right. Could you make it sound like he forgot to turn on his microphone or something? Your wish is my command. <laughs> A gorilla and a white witch stand in the way of a man retrieving a stolen fortune in This Movie Must Die. podcast this is this movie must die i'm steven sperling i'm aaron paris and i'm josh sperling this movie must die is the podcast where we review a movie and movie and decide its fate two movies battle for our love but only one will survive the movie review i'm not talking well the movie the movie the movie go ahead and sniff Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> look, look what you've done to her. Look what I, oh, am I making you cry? It's <laughs> just listening to you. It's so hard. It's okay. Oh no, I apologize. My throat's all jacked, but I'm doing the best I can. I'm surprised it's not looking at me. I, I when I played back the recording, uh, I saw the, the the I saw the video, and I God, it looked horrible. That's what Erin uh, was saying about herself. God, you guys are too vain. I think I look great. I look amazing. Well, I'm I'm vain and my nose is way too... <laughs> uh, okay. okay, let's start again. This... What's going on? He's this making... is unprofessional. I'm not used to you being able to see me. I just mouth things to Erin. <laughs> he literally makes fun of you all the time. Oh and you know God. what, Stephen? I egg him on endlessly. <laughs> oh, jeez. Now you're going to be able to see all the weird things that we do while uh, we record this. That's going to suck. You asked for this. You asked to see my awful face. And okay. Yeah. And now, I mean, just for you, we have to put on clothes. We used to do this in the news. Hey, hey, we talked about that. About doing it in the news? No, Even about not Steven? telling people. Oh. We love you. This Movie Must Die is the podcast where we review a movie and decide its fate. Two movies battle for our love, but only one will survive. The movie we review fights to the death with the winner of the previous podcast. The winner since episode one has been Two O'Clock Courage from 1936. Today's challenger is Nabanga from 1944, starring Buster Crab of Flash Gordon and Tarzan Fane. Okay, any general comments before we start? I have nothing to say, Buana. <laughs> Buana, you saved Togo's life, and I want to do something very good for you. Uh, oh this, my God! This is our first jungle picture. Were you excited to see our first jungle picture? Yeah, I think this was the first jungle picture ever made, and people must have really wanted to see the jungle because we saw the hell out of that jungle. We really did. We really did. They probably at that point said you can only check out five pieces of stock footage in the future. You know, it was just, <laughs> right. you can't have it all at once. <laughs> yeah, they had to make a, a rule against how much stock footage was allowed in a movie before it just became stock footage. Right. Right. There was a lot of stock footage, but it wasn't a, a diversity of stock footage, was it? No. It was not. just a lot of the same stock footage. It wasn't the same stock footage, was it? They weren't replaying the same stuff over and over again, were they? Not the same clips, I don't think, but it was like they had... Uh, they went on the Jungle Cruise and... At Disney. Yeah, and, and the, right. that was what they gave us. Yeah. Well, could Except you tell the, the Jungle Cruise at Disney was more lifelike. Right? <laughs> no, no, the, jung the Jungle was, while, they, while we weren't seeing the actors, was actually the Jungle, so it was definitely lifelike. Mm -hmm. Don't mean to mislead the audience if you haven't seen it yet. The, 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 uh, the stock footage was very lifelike because it was actual footage of the Jungle and am animals. Disney would have been more fun to watch. Are you saying the Jungle was not lifelike? When we were seeing the actors, are you, are you accusing them of filming on a soundstage instead of an actual oh, jungle? I'm, 
I would never do that. It was so clearly in the jungle. Yes, it was not the same 10 feet of soundstage over and over and over again. Right. I could see at one point where the guy had a machete and he was cutting down some of the, and then when, you know, uh, they were like, they they were rushing on stage. "Ah, ah, We need that for the rest of the movie. You can't just cut things down. You need to walk back and forth to the same spot 10 more times. What are you doing? Okay, so I'm hearing the sarcasm coming in loud and thick, Uh, so I think I can already predict where we're going with this, but let's go ahead anyway. Aaron, what did you love about this movie? Oh my god, so one of my favorite parts was the vanilla ice gorilla. (laughs) I mean, so I see this gorilla with his vanilla ice hair, and I expect him to break out into a little... Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby Dance. And I was disappointed that he didn't, but at least that was something to give me a humorous break as I had to watch this thing. Well, I think they put some, the the gorilla accidentally put gorilla glue in his hair. Did he? And that's how it ended up Do you like think that. he'll get a free flight to <laughs> California? <laughs> he was already in California. Uh, he was in the jungle. Oh, the, right, the jungle in California. Oh my God, don't ruin it. <laughs> Now, let's take a brief detour, because I want to know about this Gorilla Glue story. Uh, Josh is referring to something in the news about a woman who put Gorilla Glue in her hair and now wants to sue the Gorilla Glue company because it damaged her in some way. How? What, what happened? Do you know? Well, hold on. My husband's pointing at me. What? I'm pointing at the screen. Can't you look at the screen? Oh, I didn't know. (laughs) Did you just hear him get sassy with me, Stephen? I did. And our listening audience, I have to put up with that all the time. (laughs) This is what happens, ladies, when you have no self-esteem. He's going to edit this part out anyway, so I seem like a saint. You want to tell the Gorilla Glue story because you know more about that than I do. Well, I mean, just the bottom line is, is this lady sprays Gorilla Glue in her hair. And of course, it's not designed for that. And so <laughs> she ends up, <laughs> she ends up, you know, after a month and many YouTube videos or Insta or whatever, some, you know, high end plastic surgeon in California flies her out there, does a $12,000 procedure for free. And she also had a GoFundMe page. So I think then she got to pocket the 13 grand, not sure about that, that she raised for the free procedure. So there you go. I guess if you're an idiot, you get free money, free medical care. I don't know. Well, what Aaron really wanted was that after she did that, that they on the street and that everybody laughs and spits at her, which um, would have been more fair in Aaron's opinion. That is not true. She just um, hates people. And I think that she wanted her to suffer for her stupidity. You know, everybody makes mistakes and I get that, but it's her suing Gorilla Glue after the fact, that's what makes me Did she actually sue them? I think she is. She is at least researching suing them. And it's like, oh, no, no. It's one thing to make a mistake, have other people help you out. We all do stupid stuff sometimes, including me. Hey, babe. Anyway. You're referring to the time that you put uh, crazy glue in your nose? I did not do that thing. Instead of uh, antihistamine? That is not what happened. But no, I mean, I do feel like she went through some, probably some pretty serious trauma, all things considered, but to then to see the company is not cool. What exactly happened to her? Did her scalp fall off? I don't understand. It literally like formed a, she used a spray. So it formed a layer of crazy glue. So she had no oxygen, no nothing between the glue and her hair. And she she couldn't get the glue off. And she even went to the ER and what they tried to do there was very, very painful. So truly her only option was, you know, that type of level of medical care. But really got me was the dumbass who thought he was going to prove that she was a hoax (laughs) and he glued a solo cup to his mouth. Now, Uh, that guy, he should just have to live like that. (laughs) I'm just saying, I mean, if you want to glue a cup to yourself, glue it to your hand where it's useful. Don't don't glue it to to 
you know, your mouth. I think he's a scientist. He was running an experiment. Yes, exactly. He had a hypothesis that it wasn't going to work, and he ran an experiment, and he, and he failed miserably. It's I, very I, similar to how Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. Right. He glued it to his face to begin with, and then realized, oh, no, if I just screw it into the... Wait, I thought Thomas Edison just took all his ideas from Nikola Tesla and claimed him as his own. We're getting way off track here. <laughs> well, no, going back to the jungle, didn't he also uh, shock uh, elephants yeah. and torture them and then film it? Yeah, and, that's and what Edison that did. So yeah. that's going back to the jungle theme. So okay. good, job. good job with that. Bring up some painful animal torture. Well, at the, and back to the filming theme, you know, jungle film. That was the original jungle film is uh, elephants being tortured. No, it wasn't. Josh <laughs> is referring to a silent movie called Electrocuting an Elephant, and it did not take place in the jungle. <laughs> so, so now, what am I? What am I, I doing? Fact checked. Am I? Yeah. Am I still talking about things I hate, Stephen? Uh, you, oh, were, wow. you were talking about things you love. I thought. Oh. And you love the woman who put gorilla glue in her. Do you hair? love her or not? No. Uh, let's see here. You know, this was actually a hard. A hard movie for me um, to do um, simply it? because I realized throughout the week I'm not making this up, Stephen. I would think to myself, oh, crap, we got to watch our movie for Sunday. And then I would realize I had already watched it. And that <laughs> happened That happened more than once. What? So I just, you know, so this made quite the impression on, on me. I was happy to find out that if I'm ever stuck in the jungle, you know, Pantene and Max Factor will drop products to me so I can look super hot and put together at yes. all time. I'm sleeping better now, knowing that that service is out there. There is me. a girl in the film who grows up in the jungle and yet somehow seems very max factor, very, very well put together. Uh, it's uh, far more surprising than the homeless woman who is well put together in Two in the Dark from 1936. Uh, much more surprising. Uh, I, sh I don't know if she lifted her arms at any point, but I assume she was uh, shaved. And uh, Well, they probably brought a lot of razors with them on that plane trip. Yeah, what happens at the very beginning is that we see a father and his child in a plane. The plane crashes in the jungle. Uh, all three survive at first. Uh, the pilot eventually gets shot by the father. The, the girl ends up befriending a gorilla that she has nursed to health. A gorilla got shot by somebody else. And that would be the uh, ice ice gorilla. <laughs> the ice ice gorilla. Yes. But I wasn't able to tell the difference between ice ice gorilla and <laughs> the other gorilla in there. But we'll we'll get to that. But uh, the premise is somewhat like Tarzan in the sense that a child grows up in the jungle protected by a gorilla. It's... I think it's important to, to mention when we say the word gorilla, what we actually mean is clearly a man in a gorilla suit. That is that is not there's true. There's no resemblance to an actual gorilla. That gorilla is totally real. How dare you ruin my my movie for me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, these are very different from the stock footage animals that we see in the jungle throughout the film. Oh, Stephen. Oh, what? what? Hold on. I need a minute. I'm a clump. <laughs> Josh, in animated films, do you complain that the characters are not are just drawings and not actual not actual things? Actually, I do. I mean, that was my problem with Cinderella the whole time. I was like, okay, Cinderella, yeah, I buy this. I buy Wicked Stepsisters, but these mice—they're walking on two legs and they're talking. They're singing songs. What the hell is up with the birds? And then there's magic. This is ridiculous. I mean, when has the cat ever done a chore? Exactly. Well, the cat in the in Cinderella uh, just chases the mice, and that I could believe. The cat was okay. Can I say my last thing, Stephen, before I forget? Yes. My last, my third thing, because it's it's actually serious. Am I allowed to say something serious? You definitely are. Am I? So I just want to say very, very briefly that um, I was actually glad to see that there was very, very few live animals on the set mm, i mean mm. keep in mind this is when yeah i think they had a little 
capuchin monkey. You're a good little monkey. Don't be afraid. I won't hurt you. I they had a couple of different animals, um, uh, two birds and a, and a small monkey. Oh, that little monkey. Um, and I think that might have been it. Yeah, but, there weren't very many I actual mean, animals. You know, this movie was done during a time when animals and film, they were not treated well. Right. Uh, so I was actually, for me personally, because I struggle with uh, with seeing that kind of stuff and mistreatment or, or what, whatever, just knowing what was going on behind the scenes. I was glad to see that in this particular instance, as much as we made fun of the stock footage, they did utilize that way more than bringing live animals. Not, not because they cared about the animals, I'm sure, but just because it was cheaper. Right. Okay. Now you took that from me. I was hoping that there were decent people back then, but now no. I know better. There aren't decent people now. What are you talking I about? I was just hoping that maybe, I, I don't know. Anyway, Stephen, I know I got serious. I'll make fun of you in a minute to balance it out. But this, I just. It's a very special episode. A very special episode. <laughs> <laughs> this movie must die. This is. <laughs> We've this all is, learned a lesson today, haven't we? Yeah, both? This yeah. is the uh, the Hallmark episode where my teeth are really pretty and white and Josh <laughs> and I fall in love underneath like a starry sky. Yeah. <laughs> Under a nabonga. Nabonga. So anyway, those are the things that I like. Yay. Yay. So you're assuming that Buster Crab did not actually fight an actual crocodile then? <laughs> oh, we're getting to that, but thanks for ruining it. Yes. Okay, sorry. You gotta sorry get in line. Get in line. We will be spoiling this movie, by the way. All 15 minutes of it, which is all that's left after the stock footage. Oh, that's, that's really generous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Josh, what did you love about this movie? Well, uh, much like the last film where I uh, learned about uh, Bo Brummel, uh, this one I thought was interesting about Buster Crab because Buster Crab had been mentioned uh, in uh, uh, an episode of Get a Life, if you remember that from the early 90s. Yes. Chris is sitting around with his fellow paper boys and he says he wants to be like Buster Crab. And one of the children say, isn't Buster Crab dead? And he says, um, well, I mean, like, I want to be like him before he died. And he said, didn't he live to be like 90 years old? And he gets angry and says, you know, you're 10 years old. How do you even know who Buster Crab is? <laughs> and so now I get to see Buster Crab in the flesh. I'd never seen a Buster Crab movie before. And now it all makes sense. Do and Chris Peterson is a genius. You feel whole I, right I, here in I, your I, heart? Yes. You know, most people associate Buster Crab with Flash Gordon or Tarzan, but you associate him with... Get alive. alive. Yes. Yeah. I, I I may have seen a Tarzan with him in it when I was a kid, but I don't really remember. And um, yeah, I've never seen a, a, um, a Flash Gordon except for the awful, awful Flash Gordon film. Uh, it does not have Buster Crab in it. I love that movie. And Stephen, that needs to be on the list of things we watch. Oh, no, it will I be. I can't sit through that again. It's oh, you awesome. Can't? I've watched it, I don't know, five times. I love that movie. I used oh, to watch God. it with my dad. It's awesome. No, that's not from the 30s or the 40s. We can't watch that. You can't use that to get away with not watching cool stuff. I, I'd rather watch one of the Flash Gordon serials. Oh, oh Josh, that's very, very long. No, 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 no. Just one episode of the serial. Oh, like, okay. Like 15 minutes or however long <laughs> those things are. I was going to say we almost lost uh, a listener. Uh, I think our uh, I think our friends at Vintage Video Podcast are going to be listening to it. At least one of them will. Uh, and they all loved Flash Gordon from 19. 19- they are Vintage Video Podcast is reviewing everything from the 90s, every single thing from the 1980s. And they just finished up with 1980. They love Flash Gordon. I love it without having seen it. Aaron loves it, so I don't know what's wrong with you, Josh. Well, well, you know, I, if they ever want to call me, I'm always willing to jump ship. <laughs> <laughs> if they're looking for it, there's an opening on that podcast. <laughs> well, sorry, Vintage Video, uh, for my blasphemous uh, remarks. And Aaron, I don't give you your task of watching everything from the 80s because I grew up in the 80s and there was some awful, awful crap during yes, that decade. Yes, uh, you would have to th- watch things like Gorp. Up the Academy. Uh, what what else did they review? That's awful. Nothing personal. There's some really really bad movies. Uh, I I haven't seen the movies 
that they call really bad, but they describe it well enough that I know for sure, without any question, that they are bad. Okay, we are. Uh, so, are we still on your love list, Josh? I think we are, right? Yes, that was only my first thing. So, um, I actually, legitimately, I I liked the idea of you know the 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 um, airplane crashing and there being this myth of this white witch and uh, a house on wings that gave birth to the white witch. I saw what my people call the great bird that fell from the sky. It was not a bird. It was a house with wings. I always think that's kind of interesting in actual cases of weird superstitions revolving mm -hmm. uh, around things like this, where there was a, what was it, a cargo cult? Yes. Uh, that yes. They, they believed that the gods, you know, uh, would come and, and bring them packages and stuff because of an actual event. Um, you know, and I think that's of that. None of the actual <laughs> follow through, the execution, <laughs> yes. But, but the idea. Yeah, I would, I would, I would watch that movie if it was done well. Uh, just not Nabonga. Well, that movie exists. Maybe someday we'll review Tarzan the Ape Man from 1932, uh, which has Johnny Weissmuller in it. Uh, if it doesn't have Buster Crab, I am out. You and your sudden love for Buster Crab—it's just because he took his shirt off, wasn't it? I will watch any man who takes his shirt off. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, wait, no matter why, how disgusting the man is. I'm like, why did we get married again? Clearly there's an issue. No, no, no. I, I will watch any movie where a woman takes her shirt off too. Oh, you're equal opportunity. Well, I don't yes. like, I don't like to see the men when their shirts are off. I just like that the fact that they're doing it. Okay. Oh, you like yeah. the actual action of taking off a shirt. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Oh, you don't like the actual shirtlessness. No, if they could censor that part out, I would be okay with that. The special edition version where okay. they animate, uh, you know, I don't know, Jar Jar over the the actual uh, male nipples. I don't know, something like Nobody's that. Nobody's going to watch Jar Jar I can trust anything. you, Josh, to make every movie worse, I think. <laughs> what is your third item on the love list? Yeah, okay, Josh. Sorry, I'm taking too long babbling. Uh, so uh, um, not to jump right into the spoilers, but I will. Uh, so the villain whose name I forget because the movie was fairly forgettable other than the ice ice baby crab, uh, crab, Carl crab. Hurst. gorilla, gorilla. Wow. did I say crab? Yeah. Why did you, you say like, crab? Hey. I don't know why well, I said that. Because the Buster Crab. Buster Crab I was thinking. So, oh, oh. <laughs> I cannot stop thinking about Buster Crab you know, I, I didn't connect that in a minute. I thought, how can he mistake a gorilla for a don't crab? I don't steal my joke. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, uh, the, anyway, the the villain's name is Carl Hurst. The character's name, and he's played by right, Martin yeah, McClane. Carl. Carl. So uh, he shoots Buster Crab in the head. It seems to be. He <laughs> looks like he has maybe a bullet hole in his head. Yes, <laughs> and, I think so. And it, I don't know, it, it, it knocks him down for a minute and they assume he's dead, which most of us would when they shoot somebody in the head at point blank. Um, yeah, after, you know, wrestling around for a little while and, and the, he gets shot in the head and then he just gets back up and, and, and runs around. What is that movie? Uh, maybe uh, Hero. It's a, a Japanese film where the guy gets stabbed in the back and I think he runs around the rest of the movie with a sword in his back or something. <laughs> I really? remember that. What? Um, uh, it reminded me of that. It's just like, oh, you know, get out the machine gun and, and, and uh, you know, go crazy on him and set him on fire. And he's just like, ah, he just keeps on coming. Yeah, it's like going she, Hulkamania. Like, put some dirt on it or put a little bandage on it for him. And he was like, <laughs> I'm not fine. I'm fine. <laughs> My theory is that he was shot in the shoulder and then he fell down and hit his head that's or or the bullet could have grazed his head that might have been uh, the reason yes okay so now we're going to go to my love list which is i think fairly sincere let me see yeah fairly sincere oh one of them sincere i really sincerely love buster crab in this movie it's been a long long time since i've seen a buster crab anything and I don't remember what my specific reaction was to him before, but I thought he was really good in this movie. Uh, I thought he was particularly good at a scene that was overplayed, but he did a good job at it. His, his initial 
meeting with the gorilla was, I thought, really well done in general and really well acted. And I liked how he played the scenes where he's trying to talk to the White Witch, Julie London, but he's a little nervous about the gorilla that's right there next to him. Thanks. Uh, you must be the White Witch I've, I've heard so much about. I'm Doreen. Why do you think I'm a witch? I can't believe it myself. But after the way you handled him, I, I can believe almost anything. Well, I understand them. They understand me. They're not all the same. Some are nice and some won't be friendly. Sort of puts me in a spot. I didn't expect to run up against a troop of trained wild animals. Can we, uh, can we sit over there? Yes. Thanks. This is a lot better. What's the matter? I need a shave? Who are you? And why are you so pale instead of being dark like other men? I'm not supposed to be dark. Don't you know that some men are white? Remember, I did see white men when I was very small. <laughs> you know, I don't like the way he looks at me. They extend that too far in the script, but he, he plays it really well, and he plays his part really well in general. He's a really good hero, has a good voice. He's he's a very competent actor. I really like him. Yeah, I, I think he was competent. That's the best you can say? That's the best I can say for Nabonga. Well, you don't like shirtless men, and he looked really good. So there's that, too. I liked it when he took his shirt off, though. That yeah. I love. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with you, Stephen. I, I thought he did a good job looking scared of the guy in the gorilla suit. <laughs> well, that's not an easy task. That's not. That's quite a, that's quite a feat of And, and of not acting. laughing at his hairdo. Yeah, that's 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 something, I guess. Well, he didn't have the Ice Ice Baby Association that we do today, so right. but why not? that helped him out. I, I don't think you have a good sense of chronology, Josh, because <laughs> Vanilla Ice did not exist until much later, and if you don't stop annoying me, I'm going to make you guys watch uh, Cool as Ice. We'll be good. Drop the zero and get with the hero. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been telling you that since you got married. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what? If, if for some reason Vanilla Eyes ever hears this, he's going to sue us. Just Yeah, that's okay. We'll just have to keep, uh, make sure we stay unpopular. Yeah. Uh, that's I don't a, think that'll be a problem. I don't think that's going to be hard. <laughs> oh, guys, that was supposed to be, a, you were supposed to say, no, no, we're going to be very successful. No, uh, no, we're going to be very, what's that say? Success successful. The second item on my list is the beauty of Julie London. I thought she was very gorgeous. Oh, I, she was hot. Yeah, I liked looking at her. Uh, her... Her performance was fairly competent, but in a role like that, you just, <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't know yeah. if anybody can play a role like that and come off well. I, I I don't get the logic of that character at all. Again, folks, we, we, we see her as a child, played by a different actress, of course, and then we see her, she's lived her entire life in the jungle, and it's not clear to me what she's done all this time, how she got her dress. Uh, nothing is really clear. I don't. I think Woolworths probably delivers out to the jungle, wouldn't you think? Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. Uh, but she yeah. she's forgotten her last name, and it seems to me that she was old enough not to have forgotten that she was. Wouldn't you guess she's maybe ten years old? Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. about 10. Also, she doesn't know her father's name and thinks her father's name is father. Yes. And I think by the age of 10, you pretty much know that you your father has a name. Yeah, folks, the, he doesn't? The, the, uh, the father disappears at some point. We don't know when. We don't know how long she's been fending for herself. Now, she does have a, a gorilla to help her uh, because, again, this gorilla came to her shot and she nursed it back to health. So that's why she's got a gorilla protector. But I don't understand a lot. Yeah, I don't understand why she doesn't remember that her father has an actual name. I don't remember, or I don't know why. I don't know why about a lot of things. And again, we don't know who did her hair. Maybe it was the gorilla. I mean, <laughs> the gorilla did a good job with his own hair. <laughs> hey, Stephen, I have written down here that I thought she was the Kristen Stewart of... <laughs> you know, of the jungle. Is that good or bad? That's bad. Because we all know that Kristen Stewart just blinks a lot. 
stares into space and just looks flat out into the distance. So basically that's kind of the. Yeah. If you're in a twilight movie and you come off as being particularly bad, that is really saying something. Yeah. And she's awful. So yes, this, this particular lady, uh, about the same level of emotion. She, she had quite the range <laughs> a flat prairie. Um, yeah, it, it's hard for me to blame her because I, I don't know how a good actress could have pulled that off. I know. Really I mean, you you put Betty Davis in that and I, I don't know if you get much better. Uh, so it wasn't again. Let me emphasize that it wasn't her performance, uh, which which is again, which is good enough. But she was really beautiful. So I like that. Uh, I like the fact who that they had. a Yeah, who did? I like the fact that they had a gorilla fight. It was not particularly well done. <laughs> So two gorillas, I think, as far as my eyes could see, they looked identical. I don't remember if they had the same hairstyle. Do you? No. no I can't I remember if the other one had that hair. I don't think we got we saw it close up enough I to be able to tell. one was but smaller than the other. Was he? But I, I think that was actually billed as WrestleMania 1. Uh, it, it really didn't do very well, and they had to make a new... Yeah, they didn't make the cage big enough right. for the cage match, so they had to do that again right yeah. yeah it wasn't clear to me what the filmmakers were even trying were they trying to fool us into thinking that the new gorilla was the original gorilla and then we were supposed to be surprised when it turns out there's a second gorilla i mean i i was confused by the whole thing actually no i got i thought that it meant that ice baby gorilla would defend her no matter what, even against his own group. So it was like she was the most thing to him, even above all the other gorillas in his family or group or whatever. Or men in gorilla suits that came along through the jungle. Were we supposed to be fooled by the second gorilla, though? That's that's what I'm wondering. Yes. I, I don't remember being feeling like we were supposed to have been fooled. Did I, I miss something? I guess I just thought they they thought that that was just part of the action and that's how they were going to do it. And No, yeah. no, he's asking, Did we, were we supposed to think that gorilla was our Ice Ice Baby gorilla? No, I think it was always supposed to be a fight between two separate gorillas, one Ice Ice Baby and one not Ice. Oh, I, I probably wasn't paying proper attention because when the second gorilla came in to the frame with the first gorilla, I thought, oh, there's two gorillas. And it wasn't clear to me whether or not I was supposed to know that or if I was supposed to be fooled, which I was. I know I'm easily fooled, so filmmakers don't have to go to a lot of trouble to do that, but I I think you're trying to give this movie too much credit. It wasn't clever enough to try to do that. Well, was it incompetence? Uh, But you, you wouldn't even say that because you weren't fooled by the second gorilla, right? Right. Okay. I, I don't remember thinking there was supposed to be a, a reveal there. Okay. <laughs> it looked to no, me like I, it was. No, I just thought it was a random fight. I think you had gotten bored and your brain was playing tricks on you. Aaron, what did you hate about Nabanga from 1944? Is um, there anything? Is there anything? <laughs> um, let's see here. Oh my gosh. The list. The list is long. She wrote a novel over here. You know, I, I did <laughs> to the point that I don't even know, you know, kind of where to start. I guess it was the endless walking with no dialogue. I, uh, I, I didn't know. I, I just have no words for the amount of walking. It was like I could have gone and made a snack and come back and not missed a thing because no one said anything. It's like uh, it's kind of like one of those movies where you see somebody driving down the road for no reason. And you're like, why am I watching drive or why am I watching this person pull into a driveway or same with the walking? Yeah, it's yeah. I think it's just a lot of padding. What's the movie? I meant to look this up. There was a movie that they riffed on for Mystery Science Theater where they're in a jungle and there's just a lot, a lot of walking at stock footage. Do you, do you remember what I'm talking about, Stephen? It's, I believe it's color. It has Chuck Connors with a different name and it's, uh, what's his face? Oh, how could I blank on his name? The guy who directed Little Hot Shop of Horrors, the, the, the great B-movie producer, director. Okay. Uh, come on, who's his name? What's, what's wrong with me? Come on, Steven. 
You know who I'm talking about. I do. Ro- I uh, Corman. Corman. Roger Corman. Yeah, Roger Corman. What right. the hell's wrong with me? Is is that the movie you're talking about? Was it in color? I th- yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think they only did one jungle picture. And judging by this movie and many others I've seen, I think they could have done more. They definitely could have done this movie. The Mr. Science Theater guys. Oh, definitely. Yes. So anyway, you want me to do another one, Stephen? Do another one. More okay. hate. Just, just oh. hurt me, hurt me over and over again. Well, no, this one's actually kind of like almost movie smart oriented and not just funny like normal. Oh, wow. Did you say movie smart oriented? Yes, I did. <laughs> All right. I just want to make sure I heard that correctly. My audio wasn't malfunctioning here. No, that's what I said. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Anyway, that uh, there seemed to be a severe lack of a Foley artist, especially during the fight scenes. So it literally just, it, it was awful. It, 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 yeah. it was bad anyway. And I thought you all couldn't spring for just somebody to, to put some punching sounds in there or, or something. I mean, you know, help your really crappy movie out in every little way you can. And, and this would have been a big, it, it, to, for me to realize that it was missing is saying something. Well, it was difficult before Hanna-Barbera to come up with those punching sounds. Really? Yeah. Boing, 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 boing. We didn't wow. need that. Well, we, we, I guess we could have used that. It might have uh, been funny. I don't know. Or maybe instead of having the Foley uh, sounds, we could have had, um, you know, a big caption come up. Biff, pow. How about that? Could have been. Okay, and, and my and my third thing. And is this that, movie smart? That I found, too, or you want to live in the house, or would you like to live <laughs> elsewhere? Go 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 ahead. Oh, can I go ahead? Yeah, yeah, Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, seriously, don't be like me. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, I think you know the other character that I found very annoying was the old hooker. Oh, she <laughs> just seemed. She seemed out of place. I don't know where they found the safari outfitters to get fits when they went, you know, out Wait, was she supposed jungle. to be a hooker? I assumed she was a hooker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was, was she not a hooker? Oh, I didn't get that. Because you made that, oh, that completely inappropriate joke. <laughs> so I thought for sure you knew she was a hooker. What? Oh, no, I was just making a joke. <laughs> so you, I won't you, repeat it for the podcast. It was too funny. So I'm saying you, that for myself. You basically were funny by accident, yes. which is the only time you're funny. Well, because it definitely wasn't revealed yet that she was a hooker she, if she was they, a hooker. They, no, they. you just know right away that she's a hooker. Mm, Sometimes business is a pleasure. Based right, on- or, or, or kept woman, I guess you could say. I mean, I don't. she obviously wasn't street walking, but... Folks, she there's a the villain has a a girlfriend. He wants her to seduce Buster Crab to get some information from him. Uh, so he's perfectly happy for her to do that sort of thing. And she just she she she's clearly just with the villain. Again, this is Barton McLean. She's clearly just with him to get whatever she can from him. She doesn't love him. That's that's very very clear. Yeah, she's definitely she's definitely for rent. Yes, I mean, yes. Made it clear, but she, the actress as a whole, is not a good fit for the for the behavior that she's supposed to be doing. It just the whole thing is off. She's annoying. Her voice is annoying. Yes, How yes. she behaves is annoying. When you see somebody come into a scene and you cringe without them saying anything, <laughs> that should. That should tell you that there's a disconnect there. And there definitely was. And uh, yeah. She's the Dobby she, of this movie. She, yeah. Well, she's definitely the Jar Jar. <laughs> I, I, I will. That's that's low. I, I wouldn't do that to her. I don't know. I mean, that's you know. And, I'd and, give her Dobby status. You know, and I'm not saying anything about her. I'm talking about her in this role. I just want to make that. Oh, I think she'd be annoying in any role. Okay, well, if you want to say that about a woman and hurt her feelings, I guess you can. (laughs) This is a feminist issue, is it? I wasn't going to go there. But then again, you made that inappropriate joke. So there's, you know. Well, if you're saying she was a hooker, it wasn't uh, inappropriate at all. It was inappropriate for my husband to say that, (laughs) ever. (laughs) 
Some words should not come out of your mouth. No, no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a, an inappropriate joke uh-huh. at all. I don't mean, you know, to to mislead the audience into saying I, I I was saying filthy words or anything. It was just an implication. It was yes. a subtle implication. It was but just... maybe it's because I've seen. I've been watching too many more recent movies. And so unless I see somebody actually in the physical act doing all the thrusting, I will accept that that person is a hooker. It's it's so funny to think of a movie like this as being subtle, but uh, old movies in comparison are always more subtle when it comes to things like that, for sure. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, nothing is left to the imagination anymore. Um, Nothing at all. Well, I believe she was the town hostess. So yeah, there you I, go. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty clear that she. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if she she was a hooker per se, but she was more or less. This is uh, Fifi O'Day. I'm sorry, Fifi Dorsey. We're talking about. She played the character of Marie. Uh, she was usually cast as a French bombshell, but for some reason here, she's a a French pseudo hooker. She even supposed to be French. Uh, she it was actually Canadian. She's from Montreal or wherever it is they have a French accent. So that was a, an actual French accent, I think. God, was that her actual accent? I think so. She always played a French woman. So, so she's French Canadian. Okay, maybe I, I she forgot where she was from. Well, I I'm thinking she was such a bad actress that even even playing uh, uh, someone with a French accent, she can't even make that believable. Playing some, some somebody with her own accent. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's just our ignorance because I didn't even know she was supposed to be French until I read it afterwards. I thought maybe she was supposed to be Spanish. Uh, so I don't know if she yeah. was doing a bad accent or we just don't recognize an accurate accent when we hear it. I don't know. I don't know what the story is. You know, yeah, I possible- mean, maybe, maybe French Canadian sounds different than what I think it does, different than you know, someone from France. It does, in my opinion. Does it? Um, so yeah, through work and everything that I, I do. I do have a job, people. I am smart. I thought um, this was your job. No, are this is like, my punishment. This is where people go to be punished. You're smart, <laughs> but are you like movie smart thing I stuff? Hate, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Steven, he's going to be living with you from now on. That's fine. Josh and I... Uh, Oh, I guess we didn't get along when we actually lived together, did we? We don't. I was always throwing things. you off bikes and stuff. Right, knocking me unconscious. We're brothers, folks. That's that's the story here. <laughs> yeah, they were getting another idea when we used to live together. <laughs> that's not what I was implying. <laughs> Just, why do you always try to train him out of this filthy mind he's got here? I can't. Really I making, can't. Making jokes about poor French Canadian hookers, and I just can't stand it anymore. <laughs> I just can't stand well, it. She she makes it out like it was a terrible joke, but it was just a joke implying that she was a hooker, and then she turned out to be a hooker. I think that's uh, I think that's beyond the pale, frankly. You tell him, Stephen. All right. Let's now move I on. would like I would like to understand why Fifi Dorsey was billed above Julie London, who played the. Doreen Stockwell, White Witch character. Uh, would you have expected that, that that she would get top billing? Well, maybe she did have more to do with that. I mean, her character was less important, of course, but she was introduced earlier. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, true. it took a long time before our White Witch was revealed as yeah. an adult. Yeah, because you and I even talked about all of a sudden they switched time frames and didn't tell us. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, that was very confusing. Yeah, I even wrote it down. I'm like, when were when were we? What are we doing? You know. Yeah, they did not make the cl- make it clear when they were jumping from when this girl was ten, 10. to what was she supposed to be twenty? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say about twenty. I'd say about twenty. Yeah. So she, in, within ten years, by the way, she forgets the fact that she uh, has a last name. Her father has a name of something else. She also forgets that that any man could be white and then remembers, oh, my father was white, too. Right. She doesn't remember anybody that she ever met other than her father before she was 10. Well, she obviously met some other people because she expected Barton McLean to be dark, but he wasn't dark. Right. She obviously met people in the in the jungle. Right. right. They, they knew that there was a white witch there. Right, and she must have seen them. But, but obviously, she must have met people. 
flying around with her father. The oh, pilot was white, you know. Yeah, the pilot was. Oh, that's right. It's it's so uh, it's so nonsensical. I forgot that she had ten years of seeing white people, including her father. Uh, I assume her mother. Maybe maybe her mother died. Uh, well, I guess we have to assume that, right? That her mother died. I, I well, maybe not. I mean, maybe she was just still back in the states. I don't know. I yeah, don't, know. I don't no, know. Nothing about nothing about this character makes any sense. So who hiss on the screenwriters too? Is there anything else in your hate list? Oh, I did Aaron. my three. Josh, what did oh. you hate about Nabonga from 1944? Nabonga. Nabonga. <laughs> I think most of this we've touched on. I didn't like the the sheer volume of stock footage that was employed uh, in this film. <laughs> It was like maybe they just bought it in bulk and, you know, they were like, <laughs> we have got to use every frame of this. <laughs> but like like you pointed out, and I think it, at least we can say they didn't just keep showing us the same clips over and over again, which I've right. definitely seen in other films, cheap films from this time period. Right. Uh, or any time period. I've seen much later films keep reusing the same little snippet of stock footage over and over again. Yes. Uh, I did not like Fifi. I thought she was annoying at every turn. Um, her acting was terrible. I didn't, I didn't like the character anyway. And so, yeah, I just found her an irritation. I didn't like her fake slash real accent. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I yeah I actually didn't realize you know like that you you guys said that she was a hooker but I don't know I, I for a long time I thought she was his wife she was just his bitchy wife or whatever they didn't get along and then I thought oh I, I realized oh she's his girlfriend but I, I don't know I, th I think you guys have dirty minds and you were uh, implying that she was a hooker and she was probably very very legitimate just you know was with the guy yeah. because you know she wanted to be with a white guy I assume and he was the only white guy within you know so many miles and and uh, so she had to settle for what she had. And then another, you know, along comes uh, Mr. Crabman and she wants to trade up, which I think all women would do in that situation. It was so clear that she was just in the relationship for money. I mean, at one point, uh, she says that uh, she's not going to allow the villain to go into the jungle after Buster Crab. And specifically the reason alone, she insists on going with them. And the reason is because she is afraid that he'll take all the money and then run. What are you doing now? Well, I'll follow him by myself. You wait here till I come back. Oh, no, I go with you. Maybe you find lots of money and you don't come back here anymore. Don't you trust me? I don't trust anyone. Mm -hmm. So clearly she's just in the relationship for money. She, she makes no bones about the fact that she is really attracted to Buster Crab. She doesn't bother to hide that from her boyfriend, lover, benefactor or whatever he is right but aaron's clearly in our relationship just for the money and she's expressed her um attraction to our neighbor and i still think underneath all her greediness and her uh infidelity that she loves me somewhere in there i make more than you well Stephen doesn't pay me very much quite a bit actually <laughs> i only talk to you two because you two pay me and you wouldn't consider me a hooker because of that I like well. to think of it being an entrepreneur. <laughs> One more thing was about the, uh, we touched on it very briefly, uh, about the wrestling with the alligator. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Crocodile. Oh, crocodile. It, 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 I, I don't, now, I, I always forget how to tell the difference. So the alligators, no, the crocodiles are made of rubber, right? <laughs> and, they don't, and they don't move. Is that how you can tell it's a crocodile? And the alligators are real. No, the it's only reason alligator. I knew it was a crocodile is because they called it a crocodile, but for all I know, it was an alligator and they were just calling it a crocodile. Who knows? Yeah. I, I can't tell the difference. I need to watch more of these nature shows. Now, not not shows like this. With <laughs> these footage, nature but... shows. I'm like, is this count? <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I, it, it, it reminded me of the scene in, in Bride of, uh, Bride of the Monster, uh, where we see him struggle with the, uh, lifeless, uh, rubber octopus <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, no. And he's just flailing, <laughs> flailing its limbs around. 
<laughs> does, does that actually happen? Because I know it, it it definitely happens in Ed Wood movie when they're recreating that scene. Does he do the same thing in the actual movie? Yeah, yeah, in the actual movie. It, it, it's just like that. <laughs> I, I couldn't yeah, remember. That's, yeah, that's not just for the Ed Wood movie, the, you know, the, the biopic. So yeah, that's my my hate was quick this time because we'd already touched on all of it. That's pretty much it. Okay, I stole I, all your hate. You stole it, hate stealer. Okay, my list of things to hate. I hated Jackie Newfield's head tilt. Uh, this is uh, Doreen Stockwell as a child. There's one point that I I didn't really hate this because it made me laugh, but. There's one point where she's looking at the gorilla and she's supposed to express curiosity and puzzlement and she tilts her head in the most phony way. I don't know <laughs> if you remember that moment, but it was uh, it made me laugh. There's not only a lack of sound effects, not a complete lack, of course, but there are too few sound effects. But what I wrote down, Aaron, was that there was too little music. The whole crocodile scene had no music to it. Wow, is that why that seemed so dull? Oh, I guess you're right. I didn't catch that because by then, but yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, and I I, I didn't catch the fact that there were no sound effects, but I was thinking there's something wrong with this scene because it should be exciting even with the phoniness. I mean, he's wrestling with the crocodile and and there was just something blank about it. And I, I thought... Wait a minute, is this is this movie from like 1931? Because early on in the talkies, producers didn't think that the audience would accept music in a talkie. Uh, they would accept it in a silent film, of course, but they mm-hmm. wouldn't accept it in a talkie. They, they wonder where the music is coming from. That turned out to be uh, very much not true, and it's too bad they didn't figure it out earlier. Uh, because there are even some great films from the early 30s, like Frankenstein and Dracula, that could have been even better with music. But Right, I agree. From, this is from 1944. They were well into knowing that music is better. This movie does use some music. I assume it's stock music. I mean, everything about this is cheap. I can't imagine them paying for a new score, uh, especially since there's not enough of it. What, for some reason, one character we have not touched on is Tobo. He is the African who uh, becomes devoted to Buster Crab's character because Buster Crab saves his life. Crab does it twice, saves the man's life. The reason there's a crocodile fight at all is because Buster Crab is trying to save his friend from the crocodile. Now, did you uh, buy that Tobo did not know how to swim? jungle and he knew how to protect himself from all these animals but yet he didn't know how to swim yeah i didn't even think about that because i kept thinking why is he not going into the water Uh, buster crab goes in there starts swimming and tobo understandably turns out tobo is afraid to go into the water uh, to follow buster crab's character but I, I thought, is, is he pulling some trick? I mean, it didn't, it didn't seem like Tobo could possibly turn out to be a villain. But I, I, I was so focused on that that I didn't even realize that it's very unlikely that he wouldn't know how to swim. I, I don't know. I mean, I think it was more he couldn't believe that the hero was being such a dumbass in the water with all those crocodiles. <laughs> yeah, maybe, right. maybe that's why he never learned to swim is because he knows it's stupid to go into yeah. the water. So there's no, there's no, you know, pool in his backyard for him to practice in. Yeah, so right. he's probably, and the look on his face to me was more, I can't believe this guy's being a dumbass now. What do I do? Where, yeah. you know, he wanted to follow, but he kind of would look around and he's like, dude, crocodiles, what, what are we what are we doing? And I don't blame him. It was stupid. I do like that Buster Crab's character acknowledges that. He says, uh, well, it turns out you had more sense than me not to have gone into the water in the first place. That was good. But, oh, I was going to, the reason this is on my hate list is because I, Tobo died. Why did they have to kill him off? I, I didn't oh, understand I, that. I like that. I thought, oh my God, they're actually going to do something interesting. <laughs> oh. A main character, finally. Yeah. yeah, but Josh likes that. He has Josh. a thing where he enjoys movies where main characters die. 
I do. And he wants it's unexpected. You know, yeah. you're like kind of, oh, here's the big, you know, third quarter action sequence and third quarter. I'm thinking sports ball. You don't even know anything about the third sports act. ball. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Doing? I should be thinking theater. The third act you know, where the, it gets exciting and, and they're doing the chase. And I always get bored. I just sort of, my mind wanders because I know, you know, the person's going to live, everything's going to turn out great in the end. So it, I like when something surprises me and it's like, oh, oh somebody could actually die. Now yeah. I should be invested. I should be paying attention. Yeah, I, I was surprised. So maybe it really shouldn't be on my hate list because I, I guess there was no more use for his character after that. But I, I still thought, oh, <laughs> Buster Crab saved him twice just so he could die at the hands of a gorilla. It was, uh... And again, my because I watched so many uh, uh, more current films, uh, it took me a a minute to realize wait is he really dead i don't yeah. see the animal's jaws you know actually sink its teeth into his flesh and see all the blood fly everywhere right i, I can't buy that he's really dead right it's so funny that we we have to actually remember how to think subtly when watching even a stupid old movie like this right <laughs> yeah but that's uh, that's how it is well i'm glad at least we didn't have to see Tobo's mangled corpse, because that's what we would have seen in any other film. Uh, right. More well, there'll be a, film. a bonga reboot. Everything gets rebooted eventually. So yeah, everything, even even this. So uh, we'll have a lot of CGI instead of stock footage. Mm-hmm. Hey, Stephen, can yes. do you know how how much did it cost to make this movie compared to the average movie of that time period? I'm just curious. Are we watching like a real low budget? Is this pretty standard? Definitely low budget. Very, very low budget. This is from a company called PRC, and they were known as uh, one of the Poverty Row companies, along with Monogram and a few others. Uh, they made very cheap movies so this was definitely low budget for the time uh in fact i was wondering how a better uh an a picture would have handled the gorillas because even back then they couldn't have gorillas running around and of course they didn't have cgi and so they had to have men in costume so i don't know if that could have been improved very much i'm trying to remember specifically what happens in tarzan they must have had men in Ape costume in that, but for some reason I'm not remembering that specific thing. If we wanted to remake it, we'd have to put a little bit more cash into it. Yeah, it was like Fifi cheap. <laughs> it was that cheap. <laughs> that's that's how we're going to criticize all movies in the future. This is Fifi cheap. <laughs> that's how cheap it is. Okay, that's all for our lists. Now, would you give this movie a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Start with Josh. Thumbs down, Buana. Aaron? Thumbs down. I almost gave this movie a thumbs up. In fact, I told my Discord group that I'm on that I was going to give it a thumbs up today. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, no. I mean... Uh, it was there was purely pure i was judging purely by entertainment value i was fairly entertained by it but it 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 did it just didn't have the zip of a good bad movie uh and i think a lot of that was the lack of music and now i realize that a lack of sound effects even hurt the film and nothing nothing about the movie was original All, everything was pieces of something else even that thing you thought was interesting josh i've, I've seen it before the plane crash, the, the child in the in the jungle who grows up. I mean, we, we've seen that, of course, in in Tarzan, but I've seen it in other movies. There's just no no piece of this movie that's original, and and we didn't also even touch on the ending where Buster Crab just assumes that the White Witch is going to come to the states with him, and they're going to live happily ever after. Yeah, that, was, that is very bizarre. What a weird ending. Where are we going? Back home. You're going to help me right a great wrong. Sure, you'll be very happy. Yeah, it was very strange. In fact, I was I was starting to wonder the character of the White Witch is so amoral that I was starting to wonder if she, if they were actually going to end up together. Right, they always do in films because she she wasn't exactly evil, but she was willing to have her gorilla kill people she didn't like. Yeah. 
Right. It's, How is she going to fit into, you know, life in the state? I know. I, I, you know, and and on top of that, he tells her she's got to give up her jewelry. Now, I'm telling you now, there's not a single woman on the planet that's going to go for that. Yeah. So I guess I guess that's understandable that she didn't want to give it up. But she seemed unsympathetic for that reason. Just the same. Right. Uh, it's understandable. Her father told her never to give up on the jewelry and of course she's going to trust her father over some guy who just comes into her life but she doesn't remember what he looks like but hang on to the jewelry <laughs> yeah hang on. well it seems bizarre <laughs> to me that that buster crab didn't understand why she would be reluctant to get rid of it like he could go in there and explain to this woman who lived in her, her little life in the jungle that hey these jewels belong to someone else so i'm just going to take them with me None of it really made much sense, but I, I, the more I think about it, the more I think I, I can't in good conscience give this movie a thumbs up, even though I'm lately, I've been trying to like every single movie I've ever watched. Apparently uh, like you have a moral dilemma as if the, you know, <laughs> the fate of the world depends on which way your thumb points here. <laughs> what, if, what if somebody watches this thinking that, Oh, Stephen gave it a thumbs up. That means uh, yeah, it's worth he, my time. He's yeah. like, here's my 10 page dissertation about why I gave it a thumbs down. Well, yeah, I mean, this was like the reverse life cereal because, you know, uh, Stephen likes everything. Even he, <laughs> even he doesn't like this. Hey, Stephen. <laughs> even I don't like nightlife cereal. Hey, Stevie, try watching this movie. <laughs> he hates it. He loves everything. We sh- Oh, that's another podcast where we pick the worst movies ever and make Stephen watch them. You I like them. that. I like it. We should make him watch good movies. I know, right? That'll be more painful for him. Oh, yeah. you think that'd yes. be worse? Yeah, it would be. Uh, oh, I should watch. make you watch good movies like Gone with the Wind. No. And everybody agrees with me. No, that I've never good. seen it. Never will. I will go to my grave never seeing that movie. Citizen Kane. Okay. Boy, like, that, just killed, that just killed off the conversation there. I mean, just Citizen Kane, we're Kane. done with you. <laughs> Would you agree that Citizen Kane is more competent than this movie? Would you agree with that, Josh? Oh, me? Yes, I would agree that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't hate Citizen Kane. I just think it's overrated. I know. I know. I know. And That's Stephen's so thinking wrong. Aaron's too stupid to answer that question. <laughs> he didn't even ask Aaron. No, Aaron's, Aaron's opinion dumb. doesn't matter. Wait a minute. Are my thought bubbles appearing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have never gotten that high-tech camera. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, uh, that was a huge mistake. No, 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 no. Anyway, yes, you're right. Uh, that was too long of an explanation for the fact that I am going to give thumbs down to a bad movie that it was almost entertaining enough for me to give a thumbs up, but it, it couldn't even manage to be a good bad movie. So, no, no. Okay, are we going to condemn this movie or are we going to pardon it? Aaron, what's your vote? Condemn. Josh, do you prefer this movie or Two in the Dark, which is still our champion from episode one. It's, it's just so sad that that one's still living on. This mediocre film is living <laughs> on. But yes, I will I will condemn uh, Nabonga to a jungle of death. Oh, another like, thing we... Oh, go ahead. I like, I like how Josh wrote that on, on his notes. The top of my notes just says jungle movie. Well, I, I almost forgot to mention, did you catch that he, the, the gorilla is credited as Nabongo in at no. the end? No. So, so why, why? Well, they Nabong- never even say his name in, in the film, right? No, no, they don't say his name. I, I thought that was also odd that the, the white witch never calls him by name. She just says, Go away, come here, kill this. You know, she never she No, never says that's not true. Does. She does give him a name. What? No. It, she does give him a name. It's Samson. Yeah, that's oh, Samson. Oh my God, dude. I forgot. That's right. Oh, that's Now so you're funny. fired. You're totally fired. Oh, that's so, right. Well, maybe, maybe in the credits, they were just telling you that Samson was played by Nabongo, which was the name of the man in the, in the Samson suit. Okay, let me check that real quick that was another thing i was going to say did you have the uh the uh subtitles on uh yeah yeah we did yeah you did have to uh okay all the time we do ray corrigan as samson the gorilla and okay so oh i see what they did 
Ray Corrigan played the gorilla, but he was credited as Nabongo. So they're telling you that Nabongo played Nabonga in the film. So he he was credited as Nabongo. That was his name. Yeah, Gorilla is played in the by, film. Yeah, Gorilla is played by Nabongo. I don't know why. I don't know why <laughs> okay. they did that. Uh, but the, the maybe current, they were just trying to keep it secret that it wasn't a real gorilla. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that secret really worked out for them. Uh, I was going to say the the subtitles called him Samson, and I'm sure that's not what they were saying. I'm sure it was just Samson, like the mythological figure. Did you notice that that it was Sam? Well, I didn't notice with a P. No, I didn't. Did you watch the movie? You you said to watch Samson and Son, right? No, no, no. No wonder you didn't like it. This was great. No, I I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, audience, but once again, Two in the Dark wins because I am voting for Two in the Dark to be pardoned yet again. Uh, so, whoa, 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 pardoned? Oh, okay. Confused me for pardoned. a moment. Two in the Dark yeah. is pardoned. Okay, because I'm like, pardoned. wait a minute, we just heard the dissertation. Back on death row. Yeah, back, back, on, back, on, uh, back on death row for you. Uh, Yes, but it wouldn't have made any difference because you guys voted against poor Nabonga or Nabongo anyway. Uh, but that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it very much. I hope you enjoyed it more than you enjoy watching Nabongo from 1944 if you actually watched it. I don't recommend it. Nabonga. Oh, Nabonga. Nabonga from 1944. Nabonga. It's the female version of Nabongo. And we wish a lot of luck to our next episode's challenger, which will be She Done Him Wrong from 1933. Until then, I'm Stephen Sperling. I'm Aaron Paris. And I'm Josh Sperling. And we love you all. Goodbye. I have nothing to say, Buana. <laughs>